0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top plays to target in game week 12 on Sun Dream Team. I'll then just be following it up with my team update and transfer plans. So we'll start as always with the fixture ticker from ffstuff.co.uk. Here, I've got game week 12 all the way through to game week 14. Um, Game week 12 is a single game week, and then it's followed by another boring international break. So again, another break from fantasy football, which we never like to see. Um, So game week 12, international break. Then when we're back, we've got game week 13, which is a double game week of Premier League and European action. And then game week 14 is a Premier League double game week, which might be one that's looking quite popular for some boosters to be played. Part of the bus and possibly some of the others. But that's further down the line. Um, There's just two more European fixtures as well. Um, Champions League, Europa League, Europa League Conference. Just two more group games left. So we could potentially start to look at teams that don't have uh, european football the likes of crystal palace maybe or spurs uh, might start to come back into play a little bit more especially with that game week 14 double game week for the premier league um, but we're going to look at this uh, for game week 12 first as the single week and then we'll just look a little bit longer term looking at each team and what would be the best players to target from each so again this is the fixture ticker from ffstuff.co.uk you can have a look at that it's a free website Then what you can do on it as well is you can tick the teams you want to narrow it down to. Um, I've narrowed this list to City, United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle, Villa, Chelsea, Brighton, Spurs, West Ham and Palace. And they are the teams that we're going to be covering in this episode. Um, Pretty much good singles for most of the popular teams as well this week. So um, City face Chelsea, which is probably the most difficult clash. Um, But then... Man United have Luton, which is a great fixture. United aren't looking great, but then Luton, you're going to want to have the likes of Bruno, who's had a really good week. And even defensively, are oh, you going to want to take out your defenders against Luton? It's a tough one. Arsenal have got Burnley. Um, Arsenal's home form is brilliant. Burnley have been terrible. Liverpool, home to Brentford, again looks okay. Newcastle have got Bournemouth, whose defensive record's really poor. Villa are at home to Fulham. Villa have been really great at home. And Chelsea City's obviously a difficult one. Brighton, Sheffield United, another really good fixture. Spurs have got Wolves, but they have got a few injury problems at the minute. West Ham faced Forest, uh, faced Forest, which looks good on paper, but actually Forest's form's been okay. And then Crystal Palace are at home to Everton. Crystal Palace's defence has been quite good. And You've got Eze coming back now as well from injury, so they might be on the up again. So there are a lot of really good single game week fixtures to target this week. I'm going to say that United's reluctantly, is probably the best fixture on paper against Luton. I think Arsenal's Burnley fixture at home is a brilliant one to target. Uh, City, I mean, you can't write them off against anyone. Chelsea did look good against Spurs, but nine men, you know, um, I think City are still going to be great to target. Brighton are a bit up and down, but Sheffield United um, looks good. Liverpool, Newcastle and Villa, I think all should be okay as well. The tougher ones, really, are Spurs, Chelsea and West Ham. Uh, So we'll break them down one by one. I'm going to start with my team, Arsenal. Um, I went to see the Arsenal game against Sevilla um, in midweek and it was just dominance. Just a really, really good performance from Arsenal. A really solid win. Um, I've been quite lucky, really. The last two uh, games I've been to with Arsenal was Sheffield United and Sevilla and both games the opponents just offered nothing. It was really quite surprising from Sevilla, Uh, but Arsenal really good defensively of of late. Um, I missed, I wasn't there for the Dream Team Tonic podcast um, last week. Um, Had a bit of issue with uh, the storm damaging my house, so I couldn't make that podcast, but I would have loved to react to the Newcastle um, defeat because I thought Arsenal did really, really well in that game and... Yeah, I didn't think the goal should have counted. I know there were a lot of reasons potentially why, but I do think it was a foul on Gabriel. So I think defensively overall, Arsenal were good in that Newcastle game. They were good in the Sevilla game. The West Ham game was a bit of a write-off, a lot of rotation and a a poor game in general. But other than that, I think Arsenal have looked really good defensively and the fixture run looks really good for defence. Burnley, Brentford, Lons, Wolves, Luton. All of those fixtures through to game week 14 look really, really good for defence. I think we're going to start targeting Arsenal defenders. Gets a bit tougher after that in game week 15. Villa, PSV Eindhoven, Brighton, Liverpool and then West Ham again. But for now, I do think that this Arsenal defence is going to be really, really good to target. Um, I just think overall, the reason why is it just seems like Arsenal have maybe sacrificed a little bit of attacking excitement and creativity going forward for a lot more of possession and control of games and it seems to be working out quite well for the defense um, so I will be targeting the defenders but we'll start off with Saka he did limp off after about 85 minutes um, from what I saw I wasn't concerned really and it didn't really seem like many people at the game were that concerned he was getting a kick in all game Um, was fouled about five times which I think contributed to him getting um, so many bonus points in this game as well Um, or the bonus points but I think you've got to have him in your team. He had a really good performance. Um, He's on six goals and eight assists for the season. He's the highest player for bonus in the game now at the time of writing, which was 22 bonus points. He managed five bonus points in that Newcastle loss. And I do think it's partly because of the dribbles, but it's also because he is fouled so many times. Fouls against um, or fouls you've received boost up your um, player performance marks. So I think he's doing quite well for that. Um, goal and an assist against Sevilla um, and even in games where he just isn't looking amazing the star of the show is Martinelli in that Sevilla game but everything Saka seems to do results in points at the minute so I think you have to have him in your team um, yeah and one last thing as well with Saka now uh, we started with um, Trossard up front in that game I thought it might have been Havertz but Havertz played um, right centre mid where Erdegaard would usually play It was Saka, Trossard and Martinelli up front. And Trossard's link-up play with Martinelli and Saka was just so much better than what Eddie Niketias has has been. Um, And I saw a stat that Saka has assisted all six of Leandro Trossard's goals for Arsenal. Um, So obviously there is a good partnership there. And if Saka does start up top with Trossard and Martinelli again for that Burnley game, um, I can see him doing really, really well. Uh, I mentioned Martinelli, 4.3 million. He got five bonus points um, against Sevilla, maximum points, and I really did start to feel sorry for that fallback in the end. He had him on toast all game, uh, was blitzing past him, and it was a really, really impressive and confident performance from Martinelli, and I see him doing really well in this run of games. Um, Especially Trossard is usually the guy that might provide some sort of rotation, risk for Martinelli at least maybe going off in like the 70th or something like that but if Trossard is starting up front um, I think Martinelli is pretty safe for minutes in both fixtures in double game week so I think that he's a really good pick for this Burnley game um, the link up just looks so so much better if Trossard stays striker um, Saliba 3.6 million I think he's the clear um, and obvious pick to go for from the Arsenal defence um, he's averaging 4.7 points per game. Um, he is capped at around 7 or 8 points, depending whether or not he gets that bonus point. He seems to get uh, 7 points if he gets the clean sheet, or if he gets the additional bonus point, it normally seems to go to about 8 points. So it is capped at that. He's not really getting the attacking returns. He doesn't always get a ton of tackle points or anything like that. But it's mostly this fixture run and the clean sheet points we're looking at. Burnley... At home, I see a clean sheet. Brentford away is always tough. Um, Lons at home. Wolves at home. I think could both be clean sheets. We do just look so dominant at home. And then Luton away, obviously, that is a tough away ground to go to. But you'd still have to fancy it. So I do see quite a few clean sheets for Arsenal in this run. And I think Saliba is the guy you want to go for. Um, also, one thing to say is out of the next five, three of them are at home. So I think that does look good. Um Gabriel is the other option. He's more expensive. I wouldn't go for Gabriel. It seems like, I think he was rested recently for Kivior. Um, and I think that was due to the international break. He played like two lots of 90 minutes for Brazil. Whereas Saliba, for some reason, Marcel Desailly doesn't really fancy him in the team, which is bizarre to me. Uh, so it seems like Gabriel is probably going to um, need the rest after international break more than what Saliba will. Uh, which is also why I think that Ben Wyatt is probably the second best option. Because obviously Southgate hates Ben Wyatt for whatever reason. Um, was kicked out of the World, World Cup squad, wasn't it? Or World Cup squad. Um, and now doesn't play in the internationals. So Ben White gets a rest after Burnley. He'll have the rest for the international break and he'll come back for game week 13 with not very much chance of rotation, I think. So I think Ben White's probably the second best option. And I would even consider doubling up potentially for this run if your budget does work out for it. He's uh, also the second highest scoring defender on the game at 4.3 million. On to Liverpool then. Um, so, not an ideal week. Or not the week that most of us were expecting for Liverpool. Um Salah not really done as well as we would have expected. Um, they didn't keep the clean sheet against Luton. And the Toulouse game wasn't straightforward in the end. So it can throw up some surprises this game. Uh, they started with a front three of Salah, Nunes and Jota for the Luton game. And Diaz came off the bench to grab a goal. Um, and then in the Europa League game it was, um, is it doke Gakpo and then Diaz as the front three for Toulouse uh, with Jota coming off the bench and scoring. So both people off the bench scoring goals. Um, I think we'll probably will see Salah Nunez and Jota again um, for this Brentford game. Um, but Diaz, his personal troubles seem to have been resolved now. Um, so there is a good chance that maybe Diaz starts ahead of um, Jota perhaps. But Salah, I think, is the obvious pick. This one does look good, so Brentford at home, it is a good fixture. Gets a bit tougher in 13 because there's that Man City away game, LASK um, in the uh, Europa League after that. But then it still looks good. 14, Fulham, Sheffield United, really good fixtures. Crystal Palace, Union Saint-Giroir in 15. Uh, game week 16, a double with Man United and West Ham in the Carabao Cup. And then Arsenal-Burnley. So for the attackers, I still think this run does look really, really good. And Salah's the obvious one. Um, It was a poor week. Four points at Luton. One point against Toulouse. Um, But I've learned the hard way so many times playing Dream Team that you take one of these big strikers out after a quiet week, they can still punish you the following week. We've seen it with Haaland already this season. I made the mistake with Son earlier in the season. Him grabbing a hat-trick. I've made this mistake plenty of times with Kane and Salah last year. I just think sometimes with these top, top strikers like Salah, you just you just hold them. You accept you've had a bad week and he could very much deliver in that Brentford game. Um, so I still think the fixtures are good going forward uh, and I would keep Salah in my team. He's the third highest scoring player on the game. 10 goals, 4 assists from 16 appearances. So... I'd still be having Salah on my team, and I'd still even be looking to target. Um, Nunes, on the other hand, 4.4 uh, million. He got the big chances against Luton, but he just didn't take them. Uh, five points with three shots on target, uh, but that is what you sign up for with Darwin Nunes if you put him up front. Um, I still think he's a good option. Um, I still think he was a good option as well, but you just have to accept with him. He misses a ton of chances, and... Um, but he still grabs the goals and assists. So I think that Nunes is still an OK pick. I might not specifically bring him in for this game. Um, but if I did have him, I probably would hold on to him for now. Trent at 5.5 million. He's probably the the only defender we'd sort of look at um, for concrete games. Because the Simicast thing just kind of didn't work out this week. Um, he has been pretty good so far. Um, but Simacas didn't start the Luton game, which I know I brought him in for that Luton game, really, and he didn't start it. I think Gomez started at left-back. Um, they didn't keep the clean sheet anyway, so it doesn't really matter too much, but, yeah, disappointing for Simikas. Um Trent, on the other hand, he is going to start this Brentford game. I think he came off the bench in the Toulouse game. I think Gomez started right-back, Simacas started left-back. But then you look at this, you think game week 12 is a good one. Game week 13, is Trent's probably going to play the City game and not the Europa League game. Um, So really, game week 14, Fulham home, Sheffield United away is the only one that I really, really want Liverpool defenders for now, um, which has been a bit of a turn of events, really. So I still think Trent's a good option. I think Virgil van Dyke is also a good option, but could maybe you wait out till game week 14 now if you don't have them? Because the City game, I can't see a clean sheet. I don't think the Brentford one is amazing for a clean sheet. Um, so game week 14 does look like the one to target with Fulham at home, Sheffield United away in a Premier League double. And I think a lot of people will be looking at that for the Park Bus um, booster because... You'd hope there's a lot less rotation in those games. Uh, I mentioned Simakas. Yeah, I have got concerns now. Um, I am probably going to hold him anyway for this Brentford game. But he didn't play Luton. He came off the bench and I don't think he got anything. Uh, maybe the one point. What did he get? Simakas. One point coming off the bench at Luton. And then he started to lose. But Obviously, they conceded a load of goals and he got dragged at half time. Um, and I think Joe Gomez moved over to the left. And actually, Joe Gomez has looked probably a little bit better. Um, I even might say that Joe Gomez has moved ahead of Simikas in the pecking order um, for that defensive role. So I'm not convinced about Simicas. I'm not convinced that he starts now this game week 12, which is annoying because I did think he was a really good pick. But these things happen. Um, I think I'm still going to hold... But I think by game week 13, when that City game arrives, I'm going to look to get him out of my team. Um, But yeah, that's it, I think, for Liverpool. Um, Just that Simicast mistake has given me a bit to think about. I think think he has fallen down the pecking order. Uh, Right, on to Manchester City then. So, it's been a really impressive run for City since that Arsenal defeat. They've beat Brighton. They've beat Young Boys twice. They've smashed United and they smashed Bournemouth. Um, And I can see them going on one of these runs that we're used to. Uh, They have got tough fixtures coming up. Chelsea away, Liverpool home, Leipzig home, Tottenham away. Um, But Liverpool, Leipzig, Tottenham, all home fixtures. Liverpool uh, looking not so great after this week. Uh, Still a great side. Leipzig probably looks okay at home. They're already through. Um, And then... City already through, I mean. Um, and then Spurs. Spurs have got a lot of injuries, a lot of suspensions and stuff. It's not it's starting to dip a little bit for Spurs. So I still think City will be perfectly fine through this run. Um, and then they've got Villa, Luton, um, Red Star, Belgrade, Crystal Palace and Everton. Uh, the fixtures do look good for them and they're looking impressive. So I think they're still going to be a good one to target. Four games in a row, they've scored three or more goals. So the goals are flowing. Um. yeah I do really fancy them Haaland 7.6 I think at the start of the season I wasn't going to mention him on every episode but it was just because he had that little dip and now he's came back massively he gave us a little bit of an injury scare going off early in that first fixture um, but then he was back with two goals in the Champions League which was horrible for Alvarez owners because you kind of thought Haaland's gone off he's injured he'll probably miss the Champions League game and Alvarez will start but no Haaland started that one um, and Alvarez got a did-not-play. Uh, for Haaland, it's 15 goals, three assists in 15 games. Ridiculous. Um, I think you've got to have him. And although it's a tough fixture and there's plenty of other good captaincy options, I think that Haaland's probably going to be my captain pick, even against Chelsea away. Um, Alvarez at 4.6. He has dipped in form. Um, I don't think you could write him off, though. But the, the scores recently have been a did-not-play, uh, a two-pointer, a three-pointer, a two-pointer... Nine points and two points, which is a little bit concerning and a bit underwhelming considering there's a lot of players around that price point that are doing well. Um, Darwin, Watkins, for example, and quite a lot of midfielders too. Um, One thing that is concerning is after this Chelsea game, there's another international break and Alvarez does seem like one of those players that does kind of suffer after the international breaks because he plays a lot of minutes and the South American teams have quite a big... um, quite a long way to travel and quite a short turnaround time so hopefully he doesn't end up getting dropped for one of these games but yeah there's there's just a few question marks around Alvarez in my head at the minute um Doku at 3.9 huge 21 pointer against Bournemouth um so really impressive if you had him in your team uh, that was just a ridiculous performance a goal and four assists three bonus points He's got 20 bonus points so far for the season, which is just two behind Saka um, and one behind Madison. Um, he's been very, very impressive. Um, and it is these dribbles, I think. These dribbles, the fouls that these sort of um attacking what do you call them? Players that <laughs> players that complete a lot of dribbles tend to get fouled quite a lot. Um and this seems to contribute to the bonus, I think, quite a lot. And Doku does seem like a really good pick. But like all City midfielders, there are no guarantees of starts. I think you're safe when it comes to a double game week to say that you're going to get one of the two fixtures. But in these singles, I think it is pretty much a flip of a coin. They've got a lot of good options. They've got Foden, Grealish, Bernardo's playing well again now. Um, It is a tough one. Um, I don't know if I would bring him in ahead of the Chelsea game. Um, I don't think he's a bad pick. Uh, And if you do pick him, He's going to tick along nicely in these double game weeks. This is just the odd single. We've got quite a few double game weeks coming up. I do think he's a good pick, but you've just got to be willing to accept that you are going to get the odd benching or the odd sub appearance. Um, three goals, six assists in total. And even if he does come off the bench, he can return. Um, I think. I think he got like. Uh, I think it was like three points or something in just ten minutes the other day uh, when he did come off the bench. Let's have a look. When he came off, so he got that 21-pointer against Bournemouth. And then in Game Week 11 against Young Boys, he came off He came off the bench to play 10 minutes and he still racked up one bonus point and a shot on target point. So he can easily deliver even if he doesn't start. Uh, Bernardo Silva is another one. Obviously the same applies. He's doing really well. He's got 15 points against Bournemouth. Um, he didn't play against Young Boys, but then got 10 points against United. At 3.6 million... Um it's a good price point. I'm not a massive fan of the pick just because of the same reason with Doku. I don't think you can guarantee double game weeks. But one thing I would say with the fixture run looking quite tough for City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Leipzig, Spurs, maybe not Leipzig because they're practically through already, but Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, Villa, all really tough games. I think Pep does really trust Bernardo in these tough fixtures Um, and I do think we'll probably see him get quite a few minutes maybe even more than Doku in this run Uh, defensively uh, City just keep conceding that odd goal It is frustrating if you have these City defenders Um, Stones is now out injured I think that's longer term Um, Akanji's doubtful Um, he picked up an injury or back injury I think right before that young boys game Um, so for that reason I think Walker at 3.5, still to me feels like the only one that really makes sense, 3.5, the price point's right, he doesn't seem to be getting rotated that much, probably misses that Champions League game, but I reckon he'll be played for all of the others, they're going to need him to deal with Son, they're going to need him to deal with, um, for Liverpool be like Diaz probably, And even Chelsea, they've got pacey wingers. uh, Maybe Mudrick, they're going to need Walker's pace in these ones. So I see Walker getting a lot of minutes. He's probably the best pick. I just don't think it's worth splashing out one of these City defenders that are 4 million plus. They get rotated 1 in 2. Yeah, I just don't think it's worth it when they're conceding the odd goal. So I think if you're going to do it, do Walker. If you enjoyed the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel for all the latest Sun Dream Team content and head over to the Dream Team Tonic podcast to catch their latest episode. Uh, Unfortunately, I couldn't make this one, but listen back and it was still a banger. Um, So do check that one out. Link in the description below. Um, And we'll have a special guest on the next one. Fergie from Fantasy Football Hub will be on that one as well. So do subscribe do check out the link in the description below. Um, Manchester United, where do we start with you? Um, So Fulham was a tightly contested game um, and then won late on by Bruno Fernandes with a strike. And I think a lot of people in the same boat as me. I didn't take out Bruno last week. I think I did it the week before. Um, He'd just been a frustrating hold. But I did say after I took him out, I can see myself bringing him back in soon. We just need them to pick up a bit of form. Um, I don't think we can really say that Man United have picked up a bit of form, but Bruno Fernandes certainly did this week. Uh, 5.5, he grabbed the goal against Fulham. And then Fernandes grabbed a goal against Copenhagen as well, uh, calling him that. But he, we haven't seen that many penalties for United um, this season. 21 points this game week in game week 11. Um And he's now the third highest scoring midfielder in the game with 95 points. uh, Joint with Phil Foden. So it's amazing how quickly this can change. He's gone from underwhelming to one of the top midfielders now. And he's not even that far behind. So that is how quickly things can change in fantasy football. Goal against Fulham. Penalty goal against Copenhagen. And he actually got five shots on target um, combined over those two games as well. So I've done a little bit of digging. Into the stats, and although he hasn't got many bonus points, it is the additional things he gets the points for. So he has the most shots on target out of any midfielder with 18, he has the most big chances created of any midfielder with 9, and he even has the fourth most tackles of any midfielder uh, with 37, which is also quite impressive when you consider the guys that are in front of him are pretty much defensive midfielders who you would expect to have a lot of tackles. Um, I'll bring it up here again just so I can double check it. So, um, Paqueta has actually overtaken him after yesterday's game. But before that, he had Palina, Garner and Nakamba um, ahead of him for tackles. Paqueta has gone up after yesterday. I think Paqueta got like five tackles yesterday, seven tackles yesterday. Um, But Bruno Fernandes is picking up tackle points. He's picking up shot on target points. And then when he does finally get these goals, he is hauling with two double-digit returns last week. Um, Hoyland, 3.7 million. Oh, sorry, back to Bruno, though. What I was going to say is he's going to go back up in price and then he's got Luton, which you'd have to expect he does well in. And I'm a bit worried that if he gets this price increase this week and then I don't bring him in for Luton and he ends up doing well and gets another price increase, It doesn't take much for these players to sort of start to get ahead of you. So I would seriously consider bringing in Bruno. But back to Hoyland. um, 15 points against Copenhagen with two goals and three shots on target. I don't think he has a Premier League goal yet. I think a lot of his goals have all been in the uh, Champions League so far. Um, I just don't think I've seen enough to justify picking him. Um, Probably he's okay for the price. Um Uh, yeah, I just think there's too many other good options at striker at the minute. So just had to bring attention to 15 points, two goals, three shots on target. But I just don't think I'll be going there at the moment. Um, And then defensively for United, if it wasn't for this Luton home game next, I think a lot of us would be considering binning our United defenders and potentially still even will, uh, depending on who you want to go for. But... Yeah, it's been a really poor showing for United at the back recently. Um, obviously, did get that clean sheet against Fulham, which was okay. I have Dalot in my team. Um, but then, yeah, that Copenhagen game was so disappointing at the back. So, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a a tough one, but maybe you hold on for Luton. Um, but after that, game week 13 is okay. Everton, Galatasaray away, but... Everton Everton away is not a great fixture. Um and then Galatasaray that's going to be a tough away fixture too and then it gets even tougher Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth, Bayern, Liverpool. Yeah, I would start to move away from Man United defenders personally. I think you might be right of Onana but that's about it. Aston Villa. Um defensive troubles is the first thing that comes to mind for me because a lot of us had Aston Villa defenders but they've had well, it was seven games since their last clean sheet now, um, which is disappointing. Obviously, a lot of us have got Matty Cash, who gets attacking returns. We've got Conser who gets bonus points. But we were really hoping in this previous run that they could get the clean sheet points as well. And they just keep conceding that odd goal, which is really annoying. Um, the one against, L- was it Luton, where Conser headed it against the crossbar and it hit Martinez and went in. And then you had Martinez had a blunder against Forrest as well. Yeah, defence has been a bit worrying. But you can look at that either. They're not good in defence. They don't keep clean sheets. Or they're just one goal away each time and they're coming. But the fixtures start to get tough now. I think we've missed the good fixture run for defence. They've got Fulham next at home, which is probably the last good home defensive fixture. But then I think it gets a bit tough. Spurs away in 13. You've got City at home in 14. You've got Arsenal in 15. So... I think this is probably last chance for Villa defenders as well. Um, I'll go to Ollie Watkins at 4.7. Game week 10, uh, got five points against Luton. And then game week 11, the first Premier League fixture, he got three points against Forest. I was getting frustrated. I was watching some of that Aston Villa game last night and Watkins wasn't really doing anything. And I was starting to think, do I take him out? But Fulham at home looks nice. Was, it was starting to cross my mind until he got that got that goal. Um, Nine-pointer in the end. And now Fulham at home is looking like a good keep. So I'm going to keep Watkins in my team. Um, I think we've seen enough to hold. He's got seven goals, eight assists, 101 points. And their home form has been so, so good. So I don't think you want to take him out um, ahead of that Fulham game in game week 12. As it gets a bit tougher later on, maybe you can consider it. But at the minute, he's the third-highest scoring striker. With 103 points. Sorry, 101 points. And he's right behind um, Alvarez, who's got 103. So, yeah, I think he's a really good pick still at the minute. Um, I mentioned defence. It feels like a hold just for this Fulham game. Um, You had Matty Cash, who picked up a shoulder injury in the last game, but came off the bench in that AZ Alkmaar game. So, I don't think he would have been on the bench or even come off the bench if he was any sort of doubt. So I think he probably starts Fulham, so he's probably fine to hold. And then Conser as well, perfectly fine to hold. Still gets those bonus points and Fulham looks good. Um but like I said, I just feel like we probably missed the purple patch for Villa Defenders and it starts to get a bit tougher now. So I think we probably keep for Fulham and then either reconsider or bring it down to one if you had multiple for the result for the fixtures going forward I think personally. Then on to Brighton then. So the fixtures look great. The squad's looking a bit bare. um, And we probably expected a little bit better from the recent games. So 1-1 against Fulham. And also 1-1 against Everton. Which I think looked like good fixtures on paper really. So disappointing there. Um, They did beat Ajax 2-0 at home and away now. So two good games against Ajax. But Ajax were having a bad season themselves. But the fixture run does look good going forward. So Sheffield United at home, game week 12, is about as good as it gets. uh, Nottingham Forest away, Athens away, Chelsea away, Brentford at home, Burnley home, Marseille at home, Arsenal away, Crystal Palace away and then Spurs in game week 17. So I think short term the fixtures look pretty good. But the pool that we can choose from is looking quite a bit smaller at the minute. So Adingra and Ansu Fati both got a goal and an assist um, against Ajax, got 12 points each. I think Adingra has been the one that's looking the best one to target at the minute. So he's playing in both the Premier League and Europa League. He's 2.5 million. He's got three goals and three assists this season. And I feel like he feels pretty safe just while March is out, but I don't think anyone's really safe under the um, so 2.5 million, I think is a decent shout, especially for this Sheffield United game. Um, you've got Matoma at 4 million. Um, he's disappointed, really. Two points against Ajax, four points against Everton. Um, not what we would have expected, really. But I still don't think you'd get rid of him before Sheffield United if you've got him already. Um, that is a prime fixture, really. He's on three goals, five assists for the season. Um, but think Grand Matoma, probably the only two I'd look to target. Um big, big defensive worries now because they haven't really been keeping that many clean sheets. I know they've just kept one against Ajax um, and the last one they kept was Ajax. But Dunk went off injured at half-time against Ajax and then we were saying that keep an eye on a stupid Yan because he's going to be returning soon but it looks like he returned too soon because he came off the bench against Ajax and then went off injured again. So With Dunk and the now out, it really doesn't look great. So I wouldn't really be looking to target these Brighton defenders. Newcastle. um, Obviously a great dubious win against Arsenal um, in that game. The only silver lining for me was that I had um, Anthony Gordon, um, but I still wasn't particularly impressed. Um, I... Didn't expect them to keep a clean sheet against Arsenal, though, so fair play in that one. Um, Newcastle defenders did well there. But then it was a poor showing against Dortmund. Um, I think maybe the Arsenal fixture before it sort of took a lot out of them. Um, They're bottom of their Champions League group now, and their injury troubles are mounting. So I think, despite their previous good results, I do feel like this could be a bit of a make-or-break time for Newcastle. They've got a lot of injuries. They're not doing very well in this Champions League group and the fixtures are starting to look a bit tough. So Bournemouth in game week 12 looks good. You can't deny that. Game week 13, Chelsea, PSG. Now Chelsea haven't been great but their form is improving and then PSG is always going to be tough away. 14 is Man United, Everton. 15 is Spurs, Milan. So again it's just Starting to look a bit difficult here. Um, And they're without a lot of their top players. So Dan Byrne picked up a back injury against Arsenal, uh, which could open up a space for either Liveramento um, or Hall to take his place. I think Hall played left-back against Dortmund and then Liveramento sort of played right-wing. But yeah, there could be a bargain to be had there. But now when you're looking at it, their typical... Solid defensive lineup was Trippier, Burn, uh, Trippier, Shaw, Botman, Burn. But now they're without Burn. They're potentially still without uh, Botman, I believe. So, yeah, I am starting to worry a little bit about how secure this defence will carry on being. Um, Bruno Guimaraes, dirty, dirty man. Um, he picked up his fifth yellow card of the season. I think lucky not to pick up another. Two or three in that Arsenal game, but he will be suspended, I think, for this game week 12 after picking up his fifth yellow card. Um, Wilson went off injured in this um, Champions League game as well. Isak's already out, so potentially that means Gordon, Anthony Gordon as the striker, perhaps. Um, yeah a lot of question marks here with injuries and suspensions Um, but Trippier probably still is the best defensive pick to go for if you do want to spend the 5.5 or if you've got him already Uh, 10 points for the game week seven against Arsenal and three against Dortmund he's just crossed the 100 points mark and again a massive 20 bonus points for him so he is very good it's just whether or not you're starting to get a bit worried about the Newcastle defense like I am um You could go for the cheaper options of LaSalle's at 2 million, but Botman could be fairly close. Or Liveramento at 2.6 could be, again, a really good pick. If he plays in defence, fair enough. 2.6 million is a really good pick. Uh, Maybe he plays right back, Trippier plays left back. But then even if he plays higher up the pitch, if you can get a Newcastle winger for 2.6 million, I think that looks pretty good as well. Um, Anthony Gordon, 3.5. I mentioned him. Got his goal against Arsenal, he's on four goals, four assists and 89 points, making him the sixth midfielder um, as of time of writing, which was Thursday. Um, He could even end up as a striker for that Bournemouth game, he's done it before, um, but surely you'd think for game week 13, um, you'll have the normal strikers back, so just something to consider, Gordon at 3.5 could be good if he's playing striker against Bournemouth, but that is pretty much it for Newcastle for me. Onto West Ham, a good one 0 win against Olympiacos. A pretty much a full-strength lineup, um, apart from Fabianski in goal. Uh, looked looked good. looked good. Um, good fixtures coming up as well. Forest at home, Burnley away. Um, BAC, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Fulham, uh, Freiburg, Wolves, Liverpool. Does look pretty good up to about. I'd say game week 15 or 16 for West Ham. Um, I still, I'm still, i still not convinced on their defence, but I do think they've got some good attacking options. So Bowen at 5 million. Um, as you know, I brought him in last week, grabbed a goal, nine points against Brentford. Um, and then he started striker against Olympiacos, which is sort of becoming a bit of a regular occur- occurrence now in midweek playing striker. I don't think he was convincing that striker. I think he does play better off the right, but you're not going to turn your nose up at it. Um, I think he's a great hold. He's the fourth highest scoring player in the game and the second highest scoring midfielder in the game with eight goals and three assists. So I'm happy holding Bowen at the minute. James Ward-Prowse owners would be happy that they kept the faith if they did. Um, 4.1 million, 11 points, um, an assist and free bonus against Olympiacos. So hopefully that's him back now, back on the bonus points and back assisting. Um, it was just the three points against Brentford. So... He might have been a bit disheartened there, but the upcoming run looks good, so he's probably an okay hold. Kudus at four million is interesting. Um, He's been so, so good recently. A really great goal against Brentford, um, sort of a bicycle kick style goal. Um, He's got four goals, one assist for the season, and he's started three games in a row now. Um, The only thing I would say is that Premier League start against Brentford may have just been because of the Paqueta suspension, so there's no guarantee that he starts in this game week 12 but I'm pretty sure that all West Ham fans will want him starting for game week 12 um and he deserves to start in my opinion but it just depends whether or not Moyes feels the same way because he is quite a defensive manager but 10 points against Arsenal, 12 points against Brentford, just the one against Olympiacos but I do think he's been very impressive. I just, I'm not 100% sure that he starts the Forest game. So if I was going to get Kudus in, I think I'd probably just wait for game week 13 because then at least you've got the backup. If he doesn't start the Premier League game, he's going to play the European game. Um, Like I said, not convinced about the West Ham defenders. But if I did go there, I'd go Emerson at 2.4 probably first. 1st And then Sofal at 2.6 million. I think there's not much in it between the two of them. Then non-European teams. So Chelsea, Spurs and Palace are the three that I'm going to go through. Um, I still have got the majority of my team playing in Europe. Um, But Spurs, uh, Madison went off injured against Chelsea. I had written, we we're still waiting for updates, but I've seen since then that he's been withdrawn from the England squad. So you'd have to think that that means he won't be playing Wolves. Surely you can't withdraw from the England squad and then play in the Premier League. So I think that's probably Madison as a sell. Um, we will obviously get early team leaks or hopefully get early team leaks because I think that Spurs are the first game of game week 12 or just... Is- Double check that as well. Wolves Spurs is the twelve thirty, so you'll get team leaks. But I just think with Spurs' injury problems at the minute, I probably move Madison on, um, and I'm not too convinced how they'll. If you've got a Son, for example, I'm not overly convinced that he does that well without Madison. So I would be looking to make changes there. Uh, Chelsea, Man City is going to be a tough one, but Cole Palmer at two point eight million cannot be ignored. 12 points against Spurs, goal and an assist. He's on three goals, five assists for the season. And from about game week 14, I think that's when I'll be really interested in him because they've got City in the next game, which is going to be tough. Newcastle away in 13. Again, it's going to be a tough, tough game. But game week 14, that's the one where you've got the Premier League double game week um, and they've got. Brighton and Man United which while they are tough games Brighton's defense and Man United's defense haven't been solid so and then after those tough ones Everton Sheffield United Newcastle in the cup Wolves and Crystal Palace even Newcastle in the cup Chelsea don't seem to be rotating that much in the cup so I think from definitely game week 14 and 15 uh, Palmer could be a shout and then One thing is I wouldn't get fooled by that Jackson hat-trick by any stretch. The tough, tough fixtures for Chelsea coming up don't fill me with confidence with him. Um, And obviously that high line from Spurs with nine men was just a joke. So I think they pretty much gifted him that hat-trick. So I wouldn't be going there. Um, Last but not least, Palace, um, Everton, Luton, the next two. Then West Ham and Bournemouth, again in 14, look good. So I think Eze, um, he's back from injury, got an assist in just 32 minutes off the bench in the last one, and he just absolutely smashes it for bonus. So he will be someone that I'd actually consider bringing in, I think, from, um, or maybe quite soon, potentially, we'll see. Um, but I do think he's a really good pick at 3.6. And then Anderson, potentially, if you're just looking for a, a quick stopgap in your defence and... 3 million is the the budget you've got to go with. Um, Everton looks good at home. Luton away looks okay. West Ham, Bournemouth both look good in game week 14 so he could be considered. Um, Palace do have the most clean sheets in the Premier League with five tied with Arsenal and Newcastle. Right on to my team update. So if you've enjoyed the video so far please do drop a like below. Um, Let us know how many points you got this game week. I got 130 this week which I'm pretty pleased with that's taken me from 143rd to 96th overall. Um, Obviously, I've played my park the bus chip already, which got me sort of like an additional, I think it was 62 points, I think it was. Um, So there is that to consider, but 1,202 points in total. Johnston in goal got me nine points. Again, he's just providing so much for the price. Simakas was a transfer in. No appearance or no start against Luton and a 45-minute mess up in that last game, which he's been a bit of a flop for me. Delo, eight points. I took that Fulham clean sheet all day long. That was brilliant. But then again conceded, what, like four goals against Copenhagen, so not great. Matty Cash, three points. Got that injury in the last game and then just a a bench appearance. So not great from the defence, but Delo getting me eight was okay. Bowen, 10 points. Happy bringing him in. I think he's going to be a good long-term hold. Saka with 21 has been incredible. Anthony Gordon, I'll take the 10 points, even if it was against my own team. Um, And then Phil Foden getting 18 points this game week. Again, really impressive. I think I had goals across my whole midfield. Uh, Midfield is looking strong. And then Watkins up front got me 12 points. He's been all right. Uh, I was getting a bit concerned Um, but that goal has sort of covered it all up for me. Um, Salah, five points is a disappointing one, Um, and I know this was a week a lot of people played um, their 12th man to get some of the strikers in, but actually really it was only Haaland who massively delivered again, so Haaland got me 32 points with the armband on, um, but there were a few disappointing 12th 12th mans with uh, Alvarez, Salah, uh, Rashford all not doing great this week, so yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough one to ch- choose when to play these boosters. Um, but transfer plans then, so well, my last moves that I made were pretty ineffective, to be honest with you, um, sh- in the short term at least. I did Simicass and Bowen in for Burn and Trippier, um, Burn for Simacas nothing really in it. Simicass got two points. Byrne got 1 point and an injury so he would have had to have been transferred out anyway. Um but then Trippier got the clean sheet against Arsenal um and then Bowen got the goal against Brentford and done pretty well. So uh, overall um Simicass and Bowen got me 12 points. Burn and Trippier would have got me 11 points. So it's really really wasn't much of a move, but I'm happy keeping Bowen. Simicass, I'm getting a bit worried about. Um so my main issues this week Simakas, I'm not. I'm now not convinced that he starts the Brentford game. Um, a really stupid mistake to give Toulouse the goal in the Europa League, and then not starting the Luton game and Gomez starting it at left back is alarming. Uh, I did see a lot of people saying that um, oh Gomez was given this game against Luton because of their aerial threat and he would be able to deal with the aerial attacks better than Simicas well if that is the case then I don't know a team that's better in the air than than Brentford really at the minute Brentford have got quite a long they're quite a long ball side quite a direct side and they have got a lot of attacking threat from these set pieces um, and long balls to Mbuemo for example so if that is the case I think Gomez could end up starting again Maybe it's in Simakas' favour that he just played the 45 minutes and came off, even though it was a bit of a dragon. Um, but yeah, I'm not convinced. So he is one of my issues this week. Um, and then Liverpool do go on to face City the following week, plus a European fixture. Um, Dallo, I'd probably be moving him on. or I would, yeah, I, I think I'd probably be moving him on um, if it wasn't for Luton. And then Matty Cash, I'd even think about moving him on. He's been really, really good. Uh, but the Fulham game does look good on paper. But then Cash's fixtures defensively do look tough after that as well. Um, so most of my issues revolve around this back three here. Um, but I like to look at what the issues are and then what I really want. So my main wants this week, reluctantly, it's Bruno Fernandez back in. I'm, I'm worried about him. He's going to get a price rise and then he plays Luton, and if he gets a price rise again, he's going to start getting away from me being able to reach him. Um, I didn't mention, sorry, this team that I've got on the screen. Um, it's worth... Uh, I think I've got 50 million... No. Nope. Sorry, that's where he sat up So the team value is 50.2, but I've got 2.2 million in the bank. So I have got flexibility when it comes to these transfers. Bruno Fernandes, though, that 21-pointer, like I said, I think if he does well against Luton as well, he's going to get like a double price rise, and then he's going to start to get away from me. So Bruno is one of the main wants for me this week. Other than that, though, there's not much wrong with my midfield. Bowen, Saka, Gordon, Foden, all looks good. Watkins, Salah, Harland, all looks good. All got good fixtures coming up. Um, Bowen's got Forrest, Saka's got Burnley, Gordon's got Bournemouth. Foden-Chelsea, Highland-Chelsea, Salah-Brentford and Fulham for Watkins. So the front seven looks okay, the defence not so much, but I do want Bruno Fernandes in this team and I'm not willing to drop one of my strikers back for him. So it will be one of my midfielders that has to go. And then ideally what I'd like in defence would be Arsenal, um, Saliba at first, uh, I think he's the cheapest and best option. And then even... I do like the look of a, a, a Arsenal double-up in defence, actually. So I can actually get um, Simakas and Cash out or Simakas and Dallow out for Saliba and White. I did like the look of that potentially going Arsenal double-up. Um, their fixture run looks really good coming up. I think there's going to be plenty of clean sheets coming from Burnley, Brentford, Lons, Wolves and Luton fixtures. But I just need... I feel like I need Bruno back in my team. So this is what I'm looking at. So that Arsenal double up, um, I could afford, but I couldn't get Bruno. So if I wanted to get Sim, really, I'd want to keep Dallo for Luton, ideally, and get Bruno back in for Gordon. But I can't make that work for budget. Um, so basically, it's going to have to be Gordon out for Bruno Fernandes, which Gordon's been good for me. Uh, he probably still does good against Bournemouth, but the fixtures do look tough and I just want Bruno for this game. So, Gordon out for Bruno Fernandes, but then I couldn't quite make it work. Um, if I bought Bruno in for Gordon, that would only leave me about 0.6 in the bank. No, sorry. If, I, if I'd have in double Arsenal um, and... Kept Gordon, didn't bring in Bruno Fernandes. That would have left me 0.6. And then if I wanted to get Bruno later on, I'd have had to have dropped Watkins, which I don't really want to do. Um, So this is the way I'm going to do it. Gordon out for Bruno and Dallo out for Saliba. Now, I don't want to take Dallo out ahead of Luton, but I really just want to get that Arsenal defender in there and I want to get Bruno Fernandes in there um, and then hold them longer term. So that's the moves that I'm going to do. No waiting around for... um, my next video to come out, that is what I'm set on. So Saliba in for Dallo, and Bruno in for Gordon. Ideally, I would have liked to have moved Simakash on. Um, Cash, I think, is good for one more week. But I just can't afford it. Um, I could have done Cash to Zinchenko instead. And Gordon to Bruno but I just don't think if you look at Zinchenko's minutes he's not guaranteed he doesn't play 90 minutes that often and Somiasu's been really good he did go off injured in the last game Um, but just Zinchenko doesn't seem to be nailed for two so if I get Saliba in there he's pretty much always nailed for um, that Arsenal two games a week so I think that looks pretty good Simakas I'm not happy holding him for now but best case he starts Brentford worst case he doesn't and comes on and I move him on next week it's a single game week I don't think it's the end of the world um so yeah the only downside is I think I might end up missing out on a the low clean sheet but then I would expect Saliba to at least match that so I think that's how I'm gonna go uh captaincy I'm gonna go for Erling Haaland um I've got a lot of good potential captain picks when I do this as my team um Haaland obviously, Salah against Brentford, Watkins at home to Fulham, Bruno to Luton and even Saka or Bowen. Uh, Saka at Burnley, Bowen at Forest. I think there's so many, so many good options but I think I'm still going to just stick with Haaland at the minute. Um, Max, A lot of people ask me about Max Captain for a single game week and I just don't really like it too much. Um, I understand that It's going to help us choose the best captain that week rather than guessing. But I still think there'll be bigger swings in points playing it in a double game week. Like if you do end up getting your captain pick wrong this week, I don't, unless it's like a hat trick or a brace or something like that, I don't think it's going to go massively wrong. But if you get it wrong in a double game week, and there's a ton of goals or a really big swing in points, I feel like it's going to be more effective that week. Um, it doesn't always work out like that, but that's just my thoughts on it. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm going to line up. Captaincy on Haaland. Anthony Gordon, thank you for the memories, but Bruno is back in. And then Delow out reluctantly with that Luton game. Um, and Saliba in, I'm, I'm happy with Saliba. And then long term, we've got the international break coming up. But I would probably then look to try and maybe get another Arsenal defender in there. um, Move Simicas out. But there probably will have to be a downgrade somewhere else. But that is how I'm lining up for Game Week 12. Thank you very much for watching. Um, Please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you are not already. And do check out the Dream Team Tonic podcast. The link will be in the description below. Thanks for watching. Good luck in Game Week 12. Goodbye.